0: I know how to do this. Yeah. I'm waiting. Wait, what do you mean? Uh, just the opening. Oh. (laughs) I'm Molly O'Connor. And I'm Sarah Sanders. And you're listening to Pop It. This is podcast for Popping Questions. Popping bottles. And Pop Culture. Hi Sarah. Hi Molly. We're back. Okay, my first question for you right off the bat is when you're in a meeting. And it's, like, something boring or irrelevant. You don't need to pay attention. You're allowed to have your laptop out in front of you, but not your phone. It's your work laptop. What website do you go to to distract yourself? New York Mag. New York Magazine. Crossword Puzzle. All right. That's a good one. But if people see you on the Crossword Puzzle, you're kind of screwed. Like, people in the faculty meeting? Yeah, it depends. I think, right? Mm-hmm. I am also the type of person who, like...
1: I'm very lucky in the sense that like if I was asked to like repeat what was said while I was looking at that, I could do it. That's a good point. It's the way my weird. I call them the files of my brain. <laughs> like my the weird the weird way my brain works is like I am capable not of multitasking always, but like specifically I can multitask like in like with words and language and
0: conversation. Well, I think that's very impressive. My super secret website is Wikipedia. I, I mean, like, it doesn't look bad if you're on Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Someone will be like, oh, you're at Wikipedia. Yeah. Okay, cool. But it's like very small font, there's not a lot of pictures. It's like, and I'm not going to any sort of crazy, inappropriate page. Right. I often go to the famous people from Worcester page. It's perfect, right? And I just like to look like who's on there. You're just doing research. Is there someone I could interview for the podcast or for the newspaper or for a book or whatever? And I, I think the list is longer than we realize. And it's a lot of people that, like, I don't recognize the name, but if you click on them, you can fall down a cool rabbit hole. That's exactly, like, that's Wikipedia's whole thing, right? It's like... I've accidentally opened 18 tabs. Yes. And now what? <laughs> I know. Okay, so I started doing this the other day, three days ago. Yep. And I was like, I won't tell you which meeting I was in, but um, <laughs> I was like, Molly, can we do a couple Worcester famous episodes on women that are remarkable or historically significant, but they were not in Worcester
1: who, and they're they're I, nice. I don't know
0: them personally. Right, like I don't know who,
1: I, I, or like we just didn't even
0: realize that they existed. Yeah, like obviously, cool. right when this started, I wanted to interview Amy Lynn Chase because I was excited about prompting Collective, you yes. know? But so that would be fun. I, we should bring her back because she's a guest of ours. Yes. But, but yes. yeah, like in the beginning, the people I wanted to interview were so obvious to me because it was Worcester right now. But looking mm-hmm. at the list, I'm like, there are a lot of people that were born here who I have zero connection to.
1: Right. And you're just like, how have I never even encountered. The name, or like the story, yeah, or I didn't know the story, or at least the one
0: that we're the one that we're going to talk about
1: right now today. Yeah, yeah. I am shocked that there's not more. I'm su- really
0: surprised that there's not more about her. Well, I guess event she's related to. I should start by telling you, Lillian Asplund is her name, and she never wanted to tell her story. Her mom oh. was a part of the trauma that she went through mm-hmm. and said it would be like extremely tacky and exploitive if we ever told this story. So, even when it became a huge part of pop culture in, in the 1997, 90s, she was like, I'm gonna stand by my mom and I'm not gonna talk about this. Wow. Yeah. People wanted to interview yeah. her and she just wanted to guard it, live her life. Yeah in her little Shrewsbury Street house. Not Shrewsbury Street, sorry. She ended up living in Shrewsbury at the end of her life. So, Lillian Asplund. Yes. When she
1: was five years old, yes. something insane happened to her.
0: Yeah, she was a passenger on the Titanic. Have you ever heard of it? <laughs> I have. <laughs> Wait, before we go on. The RMS further, Titanic. Can I just ask you, why are so many people obsessed with the Titanic? I think... So I've been thinking a lot about this. I think the easiest way to
1: start is, like, from my or, like, a personal perspective, right? I think that the idea of, like, a mass mass casualty events in general Mm -hmm. are scary and they're big and they're something people talk about a lot. But I think that this is something... And I don't... I I was going to say, well, the movie, right? Yeah. But James Cameron had been the director of the movie Titanic, um, James Cameron had been, like, exploring and researching and doing all this stuff. Like, his obsession with it started in, like, the
0: 80s. They didn't know where the ship was until the 80s, and then they found it. So I wonder if that Mm -hmm. uh, reinvigorated his interest. It has to be the mystery, right? So, like, that
1: element. The element of, like, not only did we not know where it was for some time, right, so that there was that reignited, I'm sure, his and, like, the imaginations of many, but then right like as time goes on we find more about it we hear the stories the movie comes out but i also think that for some people it's almost like you want to imagine what it was like to be on the titanic i think it's like falls into two categories which is almost like a venn diagram though because i think they overlap right it's the interest the human interest part of like people who were involved people who made it out people who were in it right but i think that the literal actual boat yeah like the idea that there were many people on the boat uh, including a lot of the people who worked on the boat that were like this ship cannot sink this boat won't sink mm-hmm. it's unsinkable this boat's never gonna sink it's huge like it's too big to fail it's the, it's Enron right how did this happen yeah like how like t- like just the fact that it hit an iceberg to begin with right but then the fact
0: that it came apart well, I wonder if some of the negligence uh, on behalf of the crew was just they thought, you know, yeah. this thing is it was, untouchable.
1: There was a lot of arrogance, and that's featured in the movie. Um, obviously, the movie is not... The movie is an entirely... Not entirely fictionized, but, like, mostly fictionalized version. Like, Jack and Rose were not real people, but there are characters in that movie who were real people, including, like, Mr. Andrews, who's played by Victor Garber. Yes! Oh! Um,
0: I, I immediately <laughs> thought of him when I was reading about this because he knew there weren't enough lifeboats, mm-hmm. and in the scene with him, he's like oh, I'm kind of worried about that, or yes. whatever. And then they're like, oh, Mr. Andrews. Everything's going to be okay, yeah. And you built an unthinkable ship. I,
1: and he, he was very apprehensive, right? And my, I always tell people, like, I love the movie Titanic. I think it's, like, a monument of, like, to and of cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also am very clear about the fact that the movie doesn't actually become that interesting to me until the boat hits the iceberg. Ah. Um, yeah, like, the other stuff I like, like, I get it, mm-hmm. but... So I think that that's what I mean, I guess, when I say, like, the Venn diagram of, like, there's some overlap. Because to me, the most interesting part of that movie is when the boat starts to sink in real time, and which is really interesting. But Mr. Andrews, there's a point in the film where one of the, like, the very rich first-class people on the boat who's paid so much money to be on this boat that he's included in, like, these upper-level meetings about what's going on, says to the... In the meeting, he says, this ship can't sink. And Mr. Andrews said... She can, sir, and I assure you, she will. Right. Um, so he's he was also like, oh my god, I can hear it. Right. <laughs> he was the, the, the only one on. who had like kind of a reality, the, the reality check in his head of just like guys, like the ship can and will sink. We made a mistake.
0: Yeah. And so I think that element, the like we made a mistake part, mm-hmm. I think that brings people in a little bit. So you mentioned a first class passenger, and that was something really interesting to me, where this was like. I mean, I guess on an airplane we still see it, yeah. but there was first, second, and third class. And if we look at the survival statistics, 62% of first class passengers lived, 41% of second class, and 26% of third class. So what does that tell you about just the era in which this tragedy took place?
1: It's so interesting to be like, yes, it's the era, but also I kind of would, I wonder if you took like a tiny portion of an area and Mm -hmm. something like that happened again, how similar the statistics would be of like a certain threshold of income, right? Mm -hmm. Because how much easier is it to survive on a sinking ship or with a mortgage, Like, (laughs) like whatever, right? So- I don't know how much it says about the era or how much it says about just, like, the system that we live under, mm-hmm. right? And just, like, if you can pay more, does it feel easier sometimes? Are certain things, like, yes. Um, <laughs> but I would be interested, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know. It's like, yes, I think it says a lot about, like, it was 1912, right? Mm-hmm. So, like we're coming out of reconstruction the industrial revolution still basically at this point like it's so early on that like you have workers and you have all these uprisings and whatever's going on i don't know like i don't know i don't know how much it says about that's like that's a question
0: for like a historic okay. economist so i want you to keep it in the back of your mind but i also think this is a great entry point for the Asplund family yes. so I, I was gonna ask you i don't actually know yeah what where were they on the show third class Yes, and it was a large family. So Lillian, who we're focused on today, she She, was born on the 21st of October. Wait, what's today? That's a week from today. Oh, I bet that's when we'll release it. Yeah, that is a week from today. Yeah. Okay, so October 21st, I'll take as a sign, that's when I'll set my personal deadline to have this up on the internet, in 1906 in Worcester. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, her claim to fame is she's the only one that could actually recall the disaster. Right. She was five, and the other two were babies or whatever. So, like, but the longest living person who, like, could recollect yes. the incident. Exactly. Wow. So, her parents were named Carl and Selma, and they both had immigrated to Worcester from Sweden. And she was a twin, which I thought was really cool. That is cool. Her twin was Carl. Oh,
1: Carl Jr.
0: <laughs> yeah, Carl's Carl Jr. Jr.
1: Um, they were fi- so they were f- about five years old on the ship, right? On the ship. Well, because I was gonna ask, they were in Worcester. Yep. So, like, in the
0: boat came from England. Yes. And she had two older brothers as well, and then the twins. And her father, it, you had mentioned the Industrial Revolution, he worked at Spencer Wireworks, and we drove by it on our way home. Uh, we were just on a little journey yeah. together. And it's where, like, John Pagano's studio is. We once went, or I went to a Halloween party at the shop. The shop is what they call it. But it's, like, those factory buildings. Yep. One thing that I want you to remember about Carl Sr. is that he always had a pocket watch on him. Okay. Yeah, that was important to him. And I wonder, I guess, when I think about a pocket watch, I think about a factory man who's always on time, who's reliable, who's taking care of his family, and that's just what he had to do. Sarah, I think of Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> that's uh-huh. why I started laughing. Oh, the opposite. I, I just think
1: of the White Rabbit. <laughs> like a pocket watch, yeah. like uh, Also, a character very concerned about timeliness. I've never had a pocket watch, oh, but... No, no <laughs> oh, I have... I think I've, like, had one in my possession. Like, I think I've had one from someone, but I've never used it.
0: And, oh, okay, I've seen a non-working one, but I think they take a lot of maintenance to like keep them on time. But this is the nine early 1900s, and so So people are keeping their pocket watches yeah. up to so. stuff. Do you want to describe it at all? Ooh.
1: Gold, it has a white face. It has the little the little like what do we call that on the on the right side of it it has those little things. A dial you, the twister, yeah little or, yeah. things you turn. It reminds me um, of Cogsworth from yes. Beauty and the Beast. It uses Roman numerals. Absolutely. it is. It literally looks like Cogsworth's baby.
0: Oh, yeah, the Roman numerals. But
1: in pocket watch form.
0: Well, okay. So the year is 1907. Um, her family gets word Lillian's paternal grandfather is sick back in Sweden. Mm-hmm. And then he passes away. And so they know they have to go back. The father, Carl Sr., he's the executor of the estate. Yep. He's got to go back to Sweden. It's a family farm in rural Sweden. She and her three brothers and her mom and dad, they get on a boat in Boston, and they sail to Liverpool, and they arrive on the 4th of July. Mm -hmm. They spend four years there, which at first I was like, whoa, like, if you're going to a family funeral overseas, I could see taking a month, but four years, but then I was like, oh, you gotta, like, book a boat. It must have taken a lot of time. I also
1: imagine that, like, it was really different from, like, if they had, like, a, a home. Yeah. It wasn't, like... Because just like the way your family was, you didn't have to worry about like probably making a lot of active income.
0: This is her. Do you want to describe her?
1: She she looks like an adorable like old-timey student. She has a big bow in her hair. Yeah, I love the bow. And her pose is very reminiscent. She's got like a one hand, like her chin resting on one hand, like almost like a senior pick mm-hmm um it looks like it's like a yearbook photo it's like a school photo but her bow is really I feel like the most noticeable thing here. She looks like a happy girl though. The bow is, is, like is huge. the bow is huge Yes it's like it is it's like a it's got the triangles are look enormous.
0: Who would play her in a movie?
1: Zoe Du Chanel
0: Oh yes
1: okay I if Zoe was young. I mean, not to New say girl. she's old. Oh my gosh, that's so no, awful. no, no. But this, picture but like is when she was an like an adolescent, street. right? Yeah. Like adolescent Zoe Deschanel is probably what this girl looks like.
0: All right, so they're in Sweden for four years. They're settling matters on the farm. They're caring for the grandma. Mm-hmm. And during this whole ordeal, this trip, Selma, Lillian's mom, mom, yeah, has a baby, little Felix. Felix, I love that name Felix. He's born in nineteen oh nine in March. She's like, to Guys, be a "Mom, we're staying in Sweden." She's 19, like, "We no, Yeah. We're not going back to Worcester. We're staying here." And the father is like, "No, Selma, we must we, we must, must return to, to Worcester so the I was going to say the new world. I don't think they were still saying that in the 19th. I must so. go back to the wire factory." Yeah. No, his actual motivation is that he thinks the schools are better in Worcester than they are in rural Sweden. Oh, wow. Which, like, probably fair just by
1: virtue of, like, rural, being rural, right?
0: Like Yeah. No, I imagine they're, like, in farm country. Schoolhouse, yeah. He's 40 at the time. He's got four kids now. Wait, no, five? One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, I always forget the twins. Uh, We're going to talk about that next week when we address the Coors Light twins. twins. People often conflating the two of them as one woman, you know. I just did that here. I counted them both as the same child. They're two children. Yep. White Star Line. Titanic. So White Star Line is
1: like the name of like the like, it's almost like an airline. Yeah. It's if you were flying JetBlue, but you got on, or like the Concorde.
0: And it is, it's like airlines, though, where yeah. they're very competitive at the time. And so yep. White Star is, like, on the come up. And there's a, another
1: ship. I can't remember the name of it right now. But there's another, like, a sister ship almost to the Titanic. And I'm not going to get into all of this. But if you are interested in the Titanic, there was a sister ship. And there are lots of conspiracy theories about <sighs> it. So if you just want to hop on the internet, again, not going to elaborate further. Oh,
0: man. Well, but it's, it's, it's interesting. You <laughs> don't have to go into conspiracy theories. But my next question for you is, like... <laughs> What do you know about the Titanic? Oh, man. So, the Titanic.
1: What did it... Is? It sailed in 1912, right? Yeah. It left England. It was at the it, time... Do you know what day it left? Was it in March or April? My birthday. April 10th. Yeah. I knew it was in... I actually... I did know around what time. I couldn't remember exactly.
0: That's the only reason I know what yeah. day.
1: <laughs> um, April 10th, 1912. It, at the time, was, a, it was a huge deal. Like yeah. It was the type of ship that like people were talking about... Who like don't t- take ships? It was enormous. It had all these amenities. It was like beautiful and it was just huge. But what that was yeah, the main thing did is you that know that's why it's called the Titanic. It's there
0: huge. was an indoor pool. I just read this yesterday and I was like, but wait, that's what yeah. in nineteen twelve on. The equivalent of a cruise ship? It was a cruise ship, yeah. It had an indoor pool. This yeah. is crazy.
1: Um, actually, that does remind me. Like, It was like, I recently saw a picture of a cruise ship that has been like, I, I don't know. What do they release them? <laughs> we got a new cruise ship. But there's one that's like, it's so huge. I don't know if you've seen it, but there's like, how could it possibly even move in the water? It what looks like a small city.
0: When they retire them, what do they do with them? That is a good question. I don't know.
1: But it would be like that. Like It would have gone viral at the time, right? Yeah. The Titanic.
0: I know like...
1: What happened when it sank. But a lot of what I know about the Titanic does come from the movie. Like those parts of the movie, right? Or like or or that my interest. Right. Or just like James Cameron like being like a real nerd in interviews (laughs) and being like, hey, let me tell you about it. But yeah, it was it was huge. It hit an iceberg. And then then it sank.
0: We're right here with Lillian. Yep. We're getting on the ship. She's just a little one. So we've got Lillian's mom 38, her dad is 40. Her brothers, Philip, is 13. Clarence is nine. Oh, those are the two that were treated like men. At the time, right? They're like, you're 13. You are an adult man. You're nine. (laughs) Lift this weight. Sorry. Carl Edgar is her twin, five. Lillian is five. And Felix, the one that was just born in Sweden, he's only three. They board in Southampton in England, and they're third-class passengers, she has this memory of the ship smelling really terrible, like fresh paint. And something we'll come to know about Lillian is she said very little about the Titanic during her life until the very, very end. But one thing she always had mentioned was that it, she just remembered it, it smelled bad. And so some historians have corroborated this, that they had done a fresh coat of paint, in third class and that there were people who reported like sleeping with their doors open because of the fumes Mm -hmm. um, or like, yeah, trying to fan themselves and stuff. But I guess it was really stinky. And it kind of makes sense because they probably thought, well, we want it. It's our
1: maiden voyage. We want it to look nice. We neglected this. Who cares if it affects the passengers? Especially the third class. Right. Like it's exactly. That's what I, sorry. That's what I mean to be right, to be very clear. Like, oh, the third class passengers they don't need to be able to, like,
0: breathe in their rooms that have no windows. <laughs> oh, right. Right? Like, that kind of tracks. It does make sense. And it's my understanding, too, that there's, like, a lot of separation between first, second, and third class. Uh, although, as you mentioned, much of my perception comes from the film. <laughs> it, But it's... I think, that, I think that there
1: are things... So, let's... Like, one thing about James Cameron, right? Is, like, he's such a stickler for the accuracy on the actual part of, like, the things that he was trying to say happened, happened, right? Jack and Rose, again, they were not real. That was the frame... They're the frame of a story that, like, in reality, I think he did work as hard as he could to, like, honor the things that actually happened. Yeah. Because um, he's very, very serious about... Like, he... I don't... It, some of you guys probably even saw him on the news within the past year when the submersible went down to the Titanic. Um he was he was brought on as like a subject matter expert like he's a film director but he also he is um deeply deeply immersed like no pun intended in <laughs> titanic like in titanic lore in his own research and he in fact has he in fact has like gone down more than once um and he he they, he was brought on in part to explain why what they were using wouldn't work like literally like the yeah. technology um, and so I do think, like, if you're taking an element from it and being like, well, yeah, that happened yeah. in the movie, like, I think that that is actually as close as he, at the time,
0: could approximate, right? Right. And I think it's it's clear, even, like, you know, they have all these menus that were saved from the Titanic. People still today do, like, reenactments of the kitchen and the last meal served in first class in the Titanic and the pea shoots. Kind of dark. But <laughs> Lillian's family brought a lot of their own food on like they brought cured meats and pastries or whatever hard tech yeah (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) um and that was interesting to me just because I was like oh I wonder you know in third class I'm sure there was an option to buy food but I wonder what it was like I wonder if there was an advisory that
1: there wouldn't be as much available or if they just kind of knew Going in as they probably had traveled potentially as third right. class before.
0: Or I mean it's expensive, right? Like yep. when you buy something in an airport, you know it's gonna be really expensive for that bag of Cheez-Its. It makes a $17 like yeah, piece exactly. of candy. So there is a lot of separation. I don't get the sense that Lillian had ever stepped out onto the first class promenade until eleven forty. Oh my god. On the night that the Titanic strikes an iceberg so her family you know they rush up to the first class deck so they were able to get up there yeah someone passed which is through in, a window kind of and then the adults climb wow. through so that they can get onto the first class deck because mm-hmm. we know that there were people on the ship that
1: part of titanic where they are like locked down there is true stuck. and oh, it's not that someone God. necessarily even locked them down there like the door was locked but it no one unlocked it oh billy Credup didn't lock them. is that who it is Who's the bad guy? Oh, uh, Billy Zane. Billy Zane. It's Billy. <laughs> oh, my God. I was going to be like, I just in my Billy Zane. Billy Crudup is so handsome. I, like, lost my concentration for a second. I was like, Billy Crudup. I do love Billy Zane. Yeah, no, Billy Zane. Exactly. No, but they weren't like, so it wasn't like someone went down and was like, ha, huh, you're locked in, right? It was, like, late enough that I think that they probably locked those gates. Right. Or they were gates that were kept locked during certain, I don't know. Oh. But no one, it was, it was, it was a lot of neglect, and it was a lot of, like, yeah. Like who cares?
0: We have to prioritize yeah. the people that we can save, you know? And or the people that paid the most money. That's what or I was going to say. Up, right? For or, them, that yeah. meant, like, a clear class divide. Yes. Who deserves to live based on their income, you yeah. know? Or their inheritance, in so many they, cases, which we'll get to. They but. did So they did get up to the deck. They get up to the deck, which I think is incredible. Me too. Um, they get out on the first class promenade, and they can see icebergs everywhere. Cause So we're in the North Atlantic at this point, yeah. to be very clear. They see icebergs for a great distance around, was her direct quote. Wow. Uh, it was really cold. They're all, like, cuddling, all the little kids. And it's so funny because, like, as I mentioned, the two older brothers, 9 and 13, are being treated like they're adults, or men in this case. Like, you know, you need to take care of your siblings. And the three little ones are all cuddling together. And, like, I just think about what it feels like at,
1: like, 1130 p.m. on like a night in April in New England it's not probably not warm
0: Mm -hmm.
1: right like even then so then imagine that you're like pretty close to Canada where you can see icebergs (laughs) like
0: it's cold right like it's bitterly cold and people are like trampling you know there's big crowds running around and so they're trying to keep from getting lost in the crowd I always imagine like those the like the concert rush situations Mm -hmm. like that type of obviously
1: it's in a with a smaller population a smaller group of people in an enclosed area but
0: that's Same scary yeah and so Lillian and her little brother Felix so Lillian's the five-year-old girl and Felix is the three-year-old boy they get loaded onto lifeboat first and just without the mom without the dad without the three other brothers and it's interesting because I bet that they knew that they were
1: twins, yeah. But they probably went for one. They said they send the, the girl, right? You're the little girl. girl can't, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, I understand. I bet that that i I mean, just going off of right, yeah. Like the like women and children.
0: But oh yeah, and I okay. Speaking of Billy Zane, Billy Zane, that Cal Hockley. There's a part in character. the film where he sneaks on pretending to be a woman. And I mean not pretending to be a woman, but he like pretends. He, he grabs a, a kid. child. Yeah, he grabs a he grabs a random child. Yeah, absolutely. He's pretending to be like a parent to a kid. And some of the things I was reading yesterday, there really is a documented man who pretended to an affluent man who pretended to be a woman to get on one of these lifeboats. And I think it drives the point home too. Like he's wearing a tuxedo. <laughs>
1: yes. When he does that, like he has on like a like and a like a tuxedo or
0: a little child. <laughs> yeah. He just grabs a kid. That's,
1: yeah. Wow. That's I see. I didn't know that and that's the type of thing where i like right where it's like james
0: cameron just like knows tiny details and was like yeah. let's put this in the movie i appreciated the storytelling more now um i would like to re-watch the film mm-hmm. all right so the mom lillian's mom yeah she's watching her two youngest children get Who? placed into this lifeboat so she has three kids left with her She has the two older
1: boys and then the and the twin twin carl yeah, who's five junior. yeah okay
0: and she and her husband carl, is carl jr's a thing
1: carl's junior
0: right isn't that, is a that a bur- it's a burger place it's oh, like Hardee's
1: Hard- I think it Hardee's and Carl's Jr. exactly that's why when you I said Carl <laughs> I was like
0: Carl Jr. <laughs> there's no relation but uh no, yes but uh, as far as I know Carl <laughs>
1: Jr. for our purposes not related to the burger <laughs> franchise so
0: the mom is like no I don't want to get on and the wow. dad's like no, honey, get on the ship. You, you, or not the ship. Get off the, the ship. Go on the go lifeboat. The boat, yeah. You need to go with our two youngest children. But, like, someone
1: needs, like, we can split
0: up. He's which like, is, like, a really... They shouldn't be alone. You need to go with of. them. Yeah. yeah. And so, finally, he convinces her. She gets on. She has Felix on her lap. She has um, little Lily in between her knees. And she thinks she can, like, keep her warmer that way. Yeah. Yeah. But Lillian is, like, watching, you know, her other two brothers. No, well, I was going to say her two brothers and her twin. Like, it's a special thing. But I do think it's a special thing. It's like, it it must be an extension of yourself. I don't know. I, yeah, like, as a non-twin,
1: everything that I, not everything, but things that I hear or read seem to indicate that there is some
0: something beyond, right? Yes, and this is one of Lillian's memories at the end of her life that she talks about is like looking up from the lifeboat. She's there with Felix, the little baby, and her mom, and they're sitting in between mom's legs in the lifeboat, and they're looking up at all the brothers and the dad. So I wanted to ask you, I am curious. Yeah. What would you do, given the opportunity to get on a lifeboat, if you were a Titanic passenger?
1: I think well I, I don't know right mm-hmm. I think about stuff like this often whether it's well, like this or like, like right or like I just like situations variable, like crisis situations in general and I think that there's so much that you can say right exactly it's like there's so much that you can be like yeah I think I would do this but like and like I hate to bring this up but like
0: I think about this a lot as far as like a school shooting I know right and that's something that we're and asked to think yeah. about a lot like Where am I going to put my bookcases so that I can barricade my door? And so I think it's one of those things where, like, I would say,
1: I would do this, I would do this, I would do this. But, like, unless, until I was in that situation, I don't know, right? And so I guess it depends, right? Like, if, if it was just, like, me by myself, someone was like, have a seat, I would be like... I think that now, I think, I think if I was younger, I would have been like, cool, I'll take it. And now I've spent so much time working with kids. I'd be like, is there a child here that could like take this seat that I could like,
0: I don't know. I don't know either. And okay. So let's say, sorry, I didn't give you enough specifics. If you're like like the mom, I,
1: I think that I would, I think that I would go be with, go with your baby children, right? Like any, whichever, I think that. I understood her hesitation, though, to not want to leave, like, her partner and her husband. Yeah. And to not want to leave any of her kids. Yeah. And I think, I wonder if she thought, okay, they're there, they're safe. So, like, and I, like, I imagine. Yeah. If, if it safe, were me, I would I'm, think, like, they're, they're going to go. There's, like, adults on this ship mm-hmm. who like i like the the grown-ups who will help you right but like yeah
0: but the where are they going to go after and i, I, I think, think as yeah. a,
1: i think she probably just like couldn't stomach the idea of even leaving her other kids even if... i don't know i don't know oh,
0: it's God, really, it really sounds awful it's a, it's
1: it's sophie's choice <laughs> like it is <laughs> right like it's yeah. like how do you choose between your children or your or whatever is going on <sighs> yeah what do you think what do
0: you think you would do i think i'd go with the little kids if Jake was gonna stay with the big kids right or vice versa you know like one of us has to go and for a lot of people it was scarier at this point in the night to get into a lifeboat and that's why a lot of them weren't at capacity because like to go and be lowered down in a boat into the dark dark. Atlantic well the water exactly the water being dark right not knowing what's down there versus staying on this big ship that like everyone's told you is unsinkable and now some people are telling you it got struck by an iceberg and it's going to sink but like I don't believe it yet. What's
1: going on? Right. And it's like you know for a fact one thing you know for sure is that that water is cold.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like. And so like do I want to be in this little dinghy yeah. in the ocean or do I want to be on this big ship? Yeah. But the correct answer was be in the little lifeboat because you know. What happens next? I'm sure yes. you know. Um, <laughs> 1,500 people die and... There are a lot of like prominent passengers on the ship, and the one that to me was the most interesting was Mr. Guggenheim, like the museum. See, I didn't know that. That's incredible. Well, Benjamin Guggenheim, uh, you, I'm sure you remember. I know the film. He stays on the deck with his valet, and he sips brandy and oh, smokes cigars. Yes, and he's like, "I'm going to go down with the ship like a gentleman."
1: I don't even think I realized that. That one's real. That that
0: was well. I don't even think I knew. I knew that that was. Yeah who that was do you them. remember any other like celebrities of the time that were on the ship
1: the only one i know is a celebrity because of being on the ship which is molly brown Oh, Who's played by Kathy yes. Bates in the movie, um, which I always loved because my name is Molly. Obviously. she's like the new money, um, right? She's like, but she, right? She's like, she's new money, and she was real. So, like, that's where they bring in, they weave in those, like, the, right, just like Benjamin Guggenheim. They weave in those real people. So she was Molly Brown was a real person. She's played by Kathy Bates in the movie. She she's new money. She's, she's a first class passenger who some of the other first class passengers find like a little crass or a little bit. Mm-hmm. Over the top, um, but she also ended up being someone who was very, very staunch about getting the right people on the boat like, getting people on a boats, getting the right people onto the boats, which is not that there were right or wrong survivors, but like children, but like right. And she also was very clear as they were leaving in their boats, well, she was
0: like, No, we're not, we're gonna be fine, like, yeah, um, and that's what they needed that at that mm-hmm. moment. It sounds like people were just so afraid for their lives no matter what they did whether they got in the lifeboat and were like let off in this little boat into the Atlantic or stayed on this ship that they were told was sinking like both are scary options absolutely and so she became
1: a celebrity she's not just famous because of the movie she but yes her character in the movie is based off of a woman who when she got back had like a play written about her like
0: Mm -hmm. the unsinkable molly brown she's cool so okay At this moment in time, let's imagine the lifeboat is being lowered down. Lillian's dad is holding her twin brother up on the first class promenade. Her two other brothers on either side of dad. And they're all like looking down, waving. She remembers that the dad was smiling, like reassuringly, like, it's all going to be fine, sweetie. Parents in situations like this are unbelievable. And they said, we're going to get on another lifeboat. And they were, like, very reassuring. Next thing she knows, the boat is going down. And she describes it as a big building collapsing. Wow. I mean, in my memory, the only thing I could think of was 9-11. Yeah. And I imagine she saw that. So True. like right, so she's watching it, and and that
1: part of the movie again is that the where it splits. Yeah, it, it was that was accurate. It, it really is like a building, right? It's like I imagine I can equate in my brain, or like I can, it's like a parallel of like the people sliding down the deck. Yeah, of the and then the people like jumping out. And that the was the building, really right? Tough
0: thing that she never talked about, and maybe this is why, but like. There were lots of people in the water yelling for help. And then there were all these little lifeboats, many of which were at low capacity because people didn't want to get in them. They didn't trust them. Mm-hmm. And the boats are trying to decide, do we go pick the people up or are they going to sink us? There were some life, lifeboats that had space
1: that were like intentionally left. And maybe I'm conflating Titanic with a different disaster. Someone can, We can always edit this out if I'm wrong. But I also <laughs> think that some of them did not get filled
0: Like, intentionally.
1: Not intentionally. Yeah, like, but just, like, they were like, we have to send it now. Yeah. We don't, like, they didn't know. And so there were probably lives that could have been saved had they filled those boats even to capacity.
0: Well, and the people that got in the boats were under the impression that other, there must be another boat in the Atlantic not too far away that could come save me. Mm Mm-hmm. But when the Titanic did send up their flares, there was a boat that wasn't that far. It was yep. like twenty miles away, yep. and they thought it was fireworks, and they're like, "Oh, the Titanic rubbing it in." Yeah, and so they just kept going. They thought yep. it was celebratory. They didn't realize they could right because the sh- the
1: the boats are aware of.
0: There's One like re- there's still
1: regulations yeah. of like how those things work. There's
0: radios. Yeah, yeah.
1: I was gonna say I couldn't remember if it was the Olympia. I don't. I think so. That boat that saw the flares was not the Olympia. But the reason I thought of it was because mm-hmm. that was the sister boat that I was trying to think of earlier, was the, which makes oh, sense. Titanic. I want
0: to learn more about Yeah, it. yeah
1: Titanic, Titanic and Olympia. Olympia, yes. But, but yes, right, which, like, that is so funny because I've been watching a lot of Bravo lately. And, like, so people take... <laughs> below, the, deck? below Deck? these super yachts, yeah. So, like, I'm just imagining, like, a flare going up from somewhere. And they're like, oh, they're partying <laughs> right? yeah. over
0: there. Yes. Well, it's the Carpathia, which does... Carpathia, Carpathia.
1: Yeah, well, I don't. It comes. That's in, the correct boat. whichever way you say it. Once you said it, <laughs> I could have. I once you said the name of it, I could picture the captain, the Santa Claus looking guy.
0: Yeah, in the movie. Saying that, yes, it arrives, and it's at like four o'clock in the morning. So it's picking up all these passengers off the lifeboats, but they have to figure out like how to get these kids up onto this huge right. ship that isn't that doesn't have the same system that like
1: the lifeboats from the Titanic used to get them down.
0: Yeah, well I have like no how do you board I another think, giant ship for whatever reason and maybe it's just like the overwhelming demand that you've got all these people who need to get up onto the ship for safety Lillian and her brother—they are put into burlap bags. Like she thought they were maybe like potato, potato sacks, maybe like coal I sacks, think. and then they use like a pulley system, simple machines, and they pull them up wow. onto the deck.
1: See, that's like one of those um, details that, like, I never knew, and I'm so yeah, glad that I do. So strange, that is so interesting. To think about all it, of but these makes transitions, and the ingenuity that they had to use, like in order to solve problems in that situation that she's
0: willing to talk about and she's not willing to talk right
1: where that one is like yeah i got pulled up i got like pulled up the side within a burlap sack like yeah whereas like i also would not want
0: to talk about like watching my family perish or innocent people freeze in the water at this point that is how most people died they didn't die from drowning Mm -hmm. most of them died from. most of them Mm -hmm. died from um hypothermia yeah the temperature because, like, right,
1: even if you're on the deck, yeah, your exposure after a certain point of time.
0: So, she gets onto this deck, yeah. and the woman takes her clothes off, like, because she's all wet and cold right. and everything, and her clothes are filthy. She said, in the from just like being in the lifeboat, and her mother is trying to find her at that point because she was like raised up in this burlap bag with her little brother Felix and so she just like here's her mom calling and screaming for her she's yelling I have a daughter I have a daughter I have a daughter and eventually like she finds her mom thank god did her mom her mom had Felix sorry you said that no Felix is um raised up in one of the
1: bags oh, with in the bags with, oh like with her yes yeah yeah so she figured like the five-year-old is gonna yeah figure out more oh, like, than like the three year old Like oh that's my mom's voice
0: I think so And then She does end up getting I just thought this was strange She gets her clothes back Like her clothes dry And the nice woman That was like, like Okay here. honey We're right. gonna take these clothes off of you Finds her wow. And gives her her clothes back They arrive in New York City And they're sent to a hospital I think a lot of the like Women and children Especially were sent To Just the like hospital. directly to Right Cause like And that's important Because I think a lot of the men Were sent to hotels <laughs> Um, uh, yes, the men don't need any medical care. <laughs> they're fine. So it's April 18th when Word gets back to all their family in Worcester. Hey, they're in New York City. Wow. And then, so a big contingent of like Swedish Worcester yeah. goes down to mm-hmm. check on them. Lillian's father, Carl, and her three brothers who stayed on the ship. So that's Philip, Clarence, and Carl Jr. Yeah. <laughs> They're unaccounted for at this point, yeah. But, you know, I imagine it's kind of like 9-11, where, like, you're just yeah. hoping for the best. Those, like, I can picture,
1: like, the, like, wall of just, like, people had, like, printed from yeah. their printers. Like, a picture of someone, and just, like...
0: Like, someone's missing in the
1: area, yeah.
0: Who knows what could have happened, and if you see anything. And
1: at the time, too, like, just the fact that their communication was so spare in the first place. What would you they do? They didn't have... Ta- cell phone towers yeah
0: at that time like if I don't know a missing person in a casualty what would you have done I think that what would you do now
1: right I think then I think it gets to the point where like you ha- have to wait right and I think that that was something that wouldn't be like new to them in 1912 mm-hmm. someone somewhere even if it's not a mass casualty event right like you just gotta wait and <laughs> see? see yeah um Word will get back. I think that I would be, I think that I would be, like, going back and forth from, like, just, like, genuinely, truly spiraling, like, myself in my life to, like, harassing whoever I could to,
0: like, find information for me. Well, the telegram has no excuses today, I would say, (laughs) but at the time, they do, they publish this thing. The telegram and gazette? Yeah, I think at that time it was just. The the, telegram. think so but I like th- what we are- I think there was like the morning telegram and the Evening Gazette or something and now that sounds right yeah, yeah we're
1: talking about the Worcester like the Worcester telegram though to be clear <laughs> like
0: but it does it reports that mr. and mrs Ap- Asplund have survived oh no <laughs> they've been saved along with Clarence Lillian Felix but Philip and Carl have drowned so the whole Swedish community huh. is like, wow, this is very tragic, but like we're yeah. so glad that a lot of the family survived. And they all head down to New York City, and they're going to find them. The newspaper then prints, it's thought that Mr. Aspen has been taken to a hotel... As his condition would warrant such a move. His wife and children, evidently, fared badly in the disaster and they're under treatment at the hospital. As soon as their condition warrants, they will be taken to Worcester, where they will join their sorrowing and anxious relatives. So they were under the impression, Mm -hmm. probably
1: because some of the family was okay. Yeah. They're just like, yeah. But but it's interesting that they have two of them... Mm
0: -hmm. It's like an ugly game of telephone. Yeah, right, exactly, cuz so I'm like, well they got and again with of the it, twin right? thing, I think like they understand one of the twins made it, one of the twins didn't. Right. But, but it's interesting that they have like dad. Yeah. And so then you know, it's so ambiguous and I yeah. think everyone's like, "Oh my god, how do we know?" No. and there's all this misinformation and then the father's body is recovered. Which is kind of crazy to me. 12 days after the sinking. And after it's like published in the newspaper that he's alive. But they find the frozen corpse. Wow. And I wonder how many survivors. So he was wearing a life jacket. Mm -hmm. That's why. So he's like on the surface. Right, yeah. Yeah. But it is, that to me is like really wild that they were able to find these people in the middle of the ocean. (laughs) They weren't that far from land was the thing how far were they
1: i don't know exactly but like they were pretty close i'm pretty sure to like nova scotia
0: i would love to see that like
1: (laughs) not necessarily that close yeah when is it
0: well one of the craziest things is that he had this life jacket on and so that's how they were able to find his body but because of that his front pockets stayed dry Oh, wow. I it mean, is. like, to some extent, enough that the tickets are in his pockets for the Titanic. Yeah. And it's, like, one of the only tickets that was ever recovered. Yeah, so it's not like, sorry, it is
1: pretty, it is still the middle of the ocean, but they were not terribly, not that terribly far, far from, like, Halifax.
0: Yeah. They made it most of the way. Yeah. Well, and there are enough boats in the ocean those. at that time, like, large ocean liners, because this is yep. your only means of um, transportation. Right, one continent to the next. Um, wow. So m-
1: most of, just to kind of follow up on this, most of the Titanic wreckage remains about 350 miles off the coast of Newfoundland, and it was about 400 miles off the coast when it wow like, which is far but i'm sure those boats went out to look absolutely there yeah. Were, yeah so it's it it wasn't it wasn't like half i think we imagine it i england, imagine it in the middle like, halfway through, sure. right halfway between between england and new york yeah. i think is how we all think of it but i think the reason that there were ice icebergs nearby was because they were getting closer to an area where there were also like land formations right
0: that makes a lot of sense yes Oh, okay. So, his front pockets are dry. He Dry enough that the tickets to get on the Titanic are still in his pockets. So, like, that's, you know, significant because yeah. there are not, at this point in time, looking back, a ton of artifacts to memorialize that day. So, he's got the tickets. And the other thing he has is the pocket watch. You know how he always wore a pocket watch. Right, right. But it stopped at the exact moment that the ship went down. That is wild. Well, I mean, it probably got wet, but right? It's but like such like a. So, <sighs> do we know?
1: Does that was that pocket watch then returned to the family? Is it? it yes. Yeah, that's yeah. good.
0: And it it goes on accounted for for pretty much the duration of Lillian's life, and she lives to be ninety nine. The pocket watch did. No, Lillian lives
1: to be. No, no, sorry, nine. but you're saying the pocket watch was unaccounted. Yeah,
0: before? no one really knows like what becomes of the tickets okay. and the pocket watch for the duration of her life. And yeah, she lived a long time. The mom brings them all back to Worcester,
1: so um, she lived into the 21st century. Like yes, oh yeah,
0: yeah. like wow. she died. That's why we went to her grave. Yes, earlier. we did. Yes,
1: we did. Just go visit and tell them what it looked like. Um it was so it was interesting because it literally just says asplend on both sides and there's nothing else on it. It's it's not it's so it's marked.
0: And compared to the graves around it that were that were or like the headstones around yeah. it, it looked really modern. It did look very modern. Which I
1: wonder. I wonder if maybe there was one, and then maybe when she passed, they either
0: erected a new one or replaced it. Or right, I wonder if she didn't pass away that long ago. It's called the old Swedish cemetery where she's buried, and it's because it. We we took a nice walk. Yeah, it's old. You know what I mean. Like everyone, and a lot of the headstones too have been really neglected. I I was a little worried worried about that. I was like, is this appropriate for me to tell Molly to meet me at this undisclosed uh, address (laughs) and then have her show up at a cemetery? But it wasn't like a cemetery where there were a bunch of people there to pay their respects. Like, these were old, old stones, except for hers. Yes, and I think, right, and there was, like, I think, like, there was a couple
1: around where I bet that it was a similar situation where it was, like, a
0: family plot or
1: something like that. But, right, a lot of them were neglected in the sense that, like, they were old enough that there wasn't might not have it it's no one's like fa- yeah right yeah. exactly um one thing that we did notice that was decorating the stone which was like we said really simple and pretty modern mm-hmm. um there were some flowers that were left they were fake flowers but they looked pretty real um, yeah. and obviously you can't really they, they were there, they were fake flowers so that they would last but yes. there was yeah there was some very beautiful like colorful flowers, which we found might have some symbolism.
0: Yeah. Well, this is all to say, you know, she goes on to live a very long life and has a lot of friends who are her neighbors who don't even know that she survived the Titanic, which is pretty wild (laughs) to me. She's just trying to live. This pocket watch, it's in his breast pocket. It survives. It stops at exactly 19 minutes past 2, which is the time the Titanic sank. And no one really knows what becomes of it. And I'm sure people like James Cameron are, like, interested in that. He would probably want to find it. He did. Yeah. You know, (laughs) lots and lots of people tried to interview her for the duration of her life. She and her mom. Yep. Her mom refuses. Right. Her mom, which we, from earlier, had been very clear about it, right? Like, my kids
1: went through some stuff.
0: Exactly. I mean, yeah. (laughs) I lost (laughs) my my children. (laughs) I lost my Guess what? Right. Um, and so even when the movie comes out and there's all this excitement, that lots me. and lots of people try to interview her, like these big name. I mean, outlets, and she says no. The movie itself, and this is not something that I think
1: we can even wrap our heads around in twenty twenty three because movie going is different, anyways. But the movie was in the movie theaters. It played in movie theaters for nine months. Yeah. Like it just people was it to for see it like, like a 40 year times. Yeah, like <laughs> for like a year, and so like. Because, right, like, I think, like, we, I was alive during this time, but I was a kid still. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was in fourth grade. Right. Like, I was still, like, a child, so it's, like, I don't necessarily, like, now I'd be like, whoa, that's crazy, but I think that some of us forget how huge even it really was outside of just, like, the number, like, the money that it made. Um, so, right, you can imagine that there are people,
0: like, trying to find anyone right. <laughs> at this point that has a connection. Oh, and they did. They were knocking down her door, and she just wouldn't. She didn't want to give any interviews. And so I wanted to show you the house, too. After they left New York, and it's all been settled, like, yes, the husband is dead. Yeah. My father is dead, despite so there's, the, the reports or whatever. It's, it's mom and Lillian and Felix now, right? Yeah. Brother, yeah. And Felix was the one born in Sweden, so he's only three. He's a little yeah. baby. But they moved to 151 Vernon Street, and I was like, oh, my God. I feel like I lived in that. House. That's just a triple decker. Yeah, it does It's a nice it.
1: three-decker apartment building. It literally, Luster. yep, it's been recited, but I'm certain that the insides look, yes. like, the of lay I bit like, of the layout of it. like you know, like an a little area and a like a middle and like a little kitchen with a pantry. I bet a like a long pantry in there. Oh, like a, right.
0: When I was like two and three, we lived on a Hill and. It just this look. I had to double check. I was like, "Was that our apartment?" It because wasn't, but it looks that. Same. It has
1: that that like just dis, the distinct like the kind of what's that like the room yeah, coming and kind of jutting front out the front, is like
0: octagonal. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It's just so Worcester. Yes, like, that's really cool. All right, so oh, they they return to Worcester. They live on Vernon Hill, and it comes to light. Well, probably also the newspapers like, "Wow, we really screwed up. We should make this right." But they publicized the fact that all of their possessions were lost. Um, I mean, if you lived in Sweden for four years and then you're traveling back, then you have everything of value with you. Right. And so, like, literally she was
1: given those clothes that she had on back.
0: And that's that's it. it, Right? Yeah. Yeah. So the city of Worcester very kindly does um, a fundraiser. And they have a benefit and everyone comes out and they raised two thousand dollars, which doesn't sound like that much today. How much is it now? It would be sixty thousand six hundred dollars
1: approximately. They right made now. a GoFundMe for them. Yeah, it was like the old time. That's community right. And it's so so you mentioned earlier too, like that a lot of the Swedish Swedish community even went to New York to like retrieve yeah. them. Like that's real community care, which I think is like really A cool part of the story. The fact that they then arranged that. I agree. And and right, and if you think of like, $60,000 is a lot right now. Yeah. Like, you could buy two to three cars, you could buy several cars depending (laughs) on what car you're buying with that. It depends on the car.
0: But for a mom and two kids that have just lost their entire family, you know, it's, I hope that spirit of community giving has maintained itself in Worcester yeah. too.
1: And I think it I think it has it just it just feels different because it's because of the internet.
0: The right? internet yes. <laughs> All right, so her mom like really never recovers. Yes. She's super traumatized. Um, and I imagine at this time there's not a lot of like mental health care. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh she just doesn't ever speak about the disaster ever again, even when people are asking her. And when people ask why she refused Lillian remembers, she would say, "Why would I want money from the Titanic? Well, look what I lost. I lost my husband. I lost my three boys. Like, why would I ever want money? Which is right? Like to her, it was like
1: such a it was a volatile like force in her life. Exactly. It's kind of how she saw it. Like she doesn't even if money made her life easier. Yeah. How often would she be thinking about? I don't know. Yeah,
0: that's. So Lillian becomes a secretary. She works at State Mutual Insurance. What's the address? Oh, it's Spoodles. <laughs> that must be, I, I bet that like... must be where she worked. Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, so we're doing a little investigating here. Yeah. And it looks like the State Mutual building, which we're assuming she is the one she worked at, um, the State Mutual Life Insurance building, is where Spoodles Deli is on Main Street in Worcester. So if you're ever there. That
0: is the building. This is an aside. But my grandpa worked for Amica Insurance in that building, too, I believe.
1: I bet it was, like, just like a... I I wonder if they knew each other. Yeah. I I bet that... I bet St. Mitchell owned it, right? And then they would, like... (laughs) Yeah. I go by there all the time.
0: Like, Uh, that's where Lily Okay, she worked on Main Street in Worcester. Yep. And she retired early because she was caring for her mom and for Felix. So, her mom dies in 1964... She lives with Felix and never marries, never has a family. She says on the record, I would have had a big family if the Titanic hadn't happened, which is so sad too. Right. I wonder if she just felt like, I wonder if she felt like because of what
1: happened to the family, like she and Felix just had no, had an obligation to like one another almost. Right. Yeah. Or at least she felt maybe that way.
0: I know. So I mean, she becomes really good friends with all of her neighbors and stuff, which I think is cool. And like I said, a lot of them didn't even know that she. Right, <laughs> and so she lived like Titanic. a full life. Right, she, she liked to garden. Yeah. So I told you, she died at ninety nine. At ninety four, she was still like out in the garden every day. She was really obsessed with her roses. Her favorite food was pepperoni pizza.
1: <laughs> Can you imagine someone who survived the Titanic? Their favorite food is pepperoni pizza. Mm-hmm. That seems that feels so modern to me.
0: I know. But still, every year, people would show up at her door. Yep. Her mom actually died on April 15th, oh. which is significant. Yeah, because it left the 10th. It's the day. But it's the day that it sank, right? Yeah. It le- yeah. So it was a little strange her mom died on the anniversary of the sinking. That's really, that is really strange. I always think about that when, like... I don't know, a husband and wife die so mm-hmm. close apart, and you're like, oh, they died of a broken heart. Yeah. But I do think, like, there are specific days that must really wear on you physically and mentally. Right, it was just like time. Her brother dies in 1983, and he's 73. They've been living together. He dies of pneumonia. But Lillian doesn't die until 2006. Wow. I know. It really, so, and it, it wasn't that long ago. No, it was not at all. It was only just over 100 years ago. After like she the dies, service. they find, some people say it was a safety deposit box, some people say it was a shoe box in her home, so I wasn't <laughs> able to verify, Yep. but in it is the pocket watch that stopped at 2.19am. Wow. Can I ask you, how much do you think it's sold for? I'm just curious. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> Let's see, a pocket watch from the Titanic.
0: Stopped at the exact moment Right, of that's why, I don't know, like, $100,000 dollars. 62,000.
1: I was going to guess 50,000, but I figured, I was like, it's not going to be anything like, yeah. like a home, because um, it's still just a, it's not like, I don't know. But yeah, wow.
0: And then they find, 62, is that what you said? Yeah. They also find the ticket to get onto the Titanic that had been in his breast pocket um, and was saved because he was wearing that life jacket, so it stayed out of the water. And that goes for $65,000. T- it's so it's
1: crazy that the ticket sold more than the watch.
0: Yeah, right. Well, because, I think like, it said Titanic yes,
1: on the you Yes, know right. It which says, is like, it is, but it's so interesting that, like, it's like a piece of paper, right? Yeah. Where you think, like, a pocket watch like also has value. Exactly. But that goes back to, like, we loops this background to just, like, why, what is it about this stuff, right? right. That people so are here's, so interested this is the in? the
0: contents of the box.
1: Their wedding rings. Some pictures,
0: yeah. Parents, that's her. Yep. And yeah, white star line at the top. Some sort of journal. And then the pocket watch. Mm-hmm. But with her passing, she was the last survivor who remembered the disaster. And so primary sources of the Titanic have passed on to history. Wow. I know. Yeah. Worcester woman.
1: I know. And I like, that's one of those things, and I, I said this to Sarah before we were recording, I think, where I was just like, I just can't believe I've never even heard of this. Yeah, me either. It seems like Worcester loves to talk about Worcester things.
0: Exactly. Just like is, as like a, right, like exactly as a city. what I want this series to be about. Like people that were born here who went on to do very significant things. <laughs> that we haven't really talked Even about. Even if we're talking about the Coors Lights <laughs>
1: Yeah, but like I, I'm just, yeah, I guess that's why I'm sorry because like because of,
0: you know, we think we talk about people like Harvey Balls. So like, like put people like that. And, yeah, we celebrate certain things and other things sometimes. And you know what? We just it, forget. it was out of respect to her, too. That, right. She which, was alive which until makes 2006 a lot of sense and did yep. not want anyone to talk about this. Even but in the last couple of years of her life, she did start talking about it. And I think that's important. She, she knew she was a resource and that it was important, but that it was also painful. Like, historically. And she's like, this isn't important to me for financial gain. And that had kept her from doing yep. it. But then at the end, I think she probably had this realization, like, it might not be important to me to make money off of it, but, like, people are going to forget when I'm yeah, gone. We need to know, like... I'm the only one Here's that what remembers. happens. Yes. Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. I guess it's not as much surprise of, like, why, like, we talk about some people and others, but we're just, like, I'm just surprised because it's related to the Titanic. Yeah. And, like, we... And, like, even if someone, like, visits Worcester, like, we've made little things about them. So that's why I'm just yes. surprised because I'm, like... <sighs> I you just know. think I'm just surprised that more people aren't like, "Do you know this?"
0: Yeah, well, because can... that's crazy. We went and found her grave yep. earlier today, and I mean, the cemetery—it's overgrown and quiet. And oh yeah, you would have no idea. We we're the only ones there. Yeah, I don't. It was just very serene. Yes, but Lily and Asplund—a relic. What a what story. Is well, I've been Sarah. I've been Molly. Stay tuned for more Worcester famous Yay. people. That Living today, so how could I guess what happens tomorrow? How could I stress? No one... so Molly, we've brought you to the Swedish cemetery, the old yes. Swedish cemetery. I love it. Uh, do you I mean I know you have a an understanding of the two women we're gonna be talking about today, yes. but any predictions as to why we're here? Well I'm
1: assuming that there is a Titanic survivor buried here. You're
0: correct! <gasps>
1: All right, that's really
0: cool. That's like this is right where I grew up. There's multiple Titanic survivors uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, they're all from the same family. That's insane though. So we're looking for the Asplins. Yes Here you want to hold this?
1: Yes. Yeah, this is a or yeah and There are some excellent Swedish names here. I see an Olaf oh Olaf Nyquist
0: I do, oh, I do like that it's not... Oh well, yeah, right there. Oh, look, it's and so it's right next flower. to yeah
1: Hmm. Let's see. So we have found a gravestone. All it says is Asplend, though. There's no further... It must be, like, the family...
0: I think this is hers. She's the oldest surviving... Well, Titanic. Titanic ...survivor <laughs> that remembered, remembered
1: it. Which well, I think she was one of the, la- the last died. ones anyways, and then on top of that.
0: Yeah, there were... Mm, What's your Sloane? Two women that live in England, or lived in yep. England, who were babies, but they didn't remember it. She was five when it happened. That is so wild. But one thing that's really interesting about her is she was a twin. Mm-hmm. And I believe her twin is...
1: Also here? Well, or her
0: brothers, and also her father ah. and her mother, so I, I kind of well, want to
1: look. And that's the only reason I was wondering, which, like, I don't know how they fit stuff, because I was going to say maybe it's, like, a family area, but...
0: That's what I I thought.
1: don't know. Oh, I know. We, there's just, just, just the one that is just, just asplund. Um,
0: will you describe it and especially the accoutrement?
1: <laughs> yeah, um, it's just. I mean, it's very simple, which I kind of like. There's some pretty. It's it's kind of big. It's like there's some pretty floral decoration like on the actual stone. But yes, there's some flowers left, and I'd be very curious because they're fake flowers. So someone clearly like wants them here.
0: So she was avid gardener for a time mhm uh-huh. um, like until she was 94 she was out gardening every single day and took really good care of her yard so i think some of her neighbors many of whom didn't even know she was a titanic survivor cuz she died in shrewsbury right yeah. she so lived in shrewsbury but her neighbors have uh, made sure that it's up up let's, let's see yeah. cuz it is it looks it
1: looks like intentional Right? Yes.
0: August. All right. Felix was one of her brothers. Where is he? Let's see. Dev well, Sloaney. Uh, his name's Edwin <laughs> Roche Felix Asplund.
1: Edwin Roche Felix and Asplund.
0: He was her brother. He was a baby on the Titanic. So,
1: was she the oldest? her and her twin were they the oldest of their siblings that were on it
0: no there were two older brothers who didn't get to go they didn't on the lifeboat because they were too much older they were like considered to be older men but it was they like, weren't like children like, like in 13, the movie one of them and one of them was 10
1: right so that was like they were young men they right. were like fend for yourselves right oh that's, that's so sad so,
0: oh so they're all this is a shared <laughs> grave
1: yeah like a plot the family plot mm. But I, I would guess, I would, based on what ah, we know about gardening, that that's for her. Right. Yeah. Especially because she lived longer. Because she lived longer, right? We're in our fall clothes today. Yes, it's like a nice, crisp Saturday. I like, so if this does get kept in, um, we're drinking Fernet out of the bottle. <laughs> Just to be really